The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two now streaming only on Disney Plus. You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by Habs Eyes on the Prize.com. Hello and welcome to Hapsons Minded Draft Edition. We are working on the draft prospects and, and different uh, guests to have a different evaluation. And I'm joined today by one of my favorite guests, and that's uh, Mate Derai from McKings. Mate, how have you been? Hello, Patrick. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This is one of my favorite podcasts to appear on, so <laughs> the feeling is mutual. And I'm I'm doing great. I had a I had an emotional roller coaster because I, I've been watching the Slovakia Canada game at the World Championship, and it was just just an intense game to watch. So, as long as I I simmer down a bit, it it will be all good. <laughs> you you look a little bit, um, you know, disheveled <laughs> <Yes. laughs> with yeah, the hair on fire, more or less. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, let, let's talk about. We're going to talk about uh, Dalibor Dvorsky, obviously, um, a, a player we've spoken about continuously throughout the year uh mate but but first and foremost as, as you mentioned you we are watching the world championships and and why isn't worski there for for the slovak team that's an interesting question because many slovak fans i think most of them were were calling for worski to appear on the national team because last year we had Juraj uh, Slavkovsky, Shimon Nemec and Adam Sikora. All of them were given a chance in their draft year to play with Slovakia at the, at the Men's World Championship. And Worski isn't there, which is surprising. I think there are a couple of reasons why he wasn't invited. I think maybe the timing played a role because uh, since Slovakia managed to reach the semifinals and Played for the bronze at the U18 tournament. I think it was seven games in ten days, which is always a, always a let's say a tough pill for for those and prospects to to play in so many matches in so little days. So I think maybe the fatigue came in, or maybe they thought he wouldn't be ready to hop on immediately, even though he's a young player, and he wasn't really able to or allowed to be given a chance in the preliminary games because i think he would uh, he would play with austria i think it would be the first game but austria as, as we know we don't really like austrian players in here because they always tend to to play dirty and and have those those dirty plays i think it's every year a slot player is injured in those games so Maybe they were trying to protect Dorsky from them, or I don't know. I also think the offense is is quite good this year. Maybe Dorsky would would be an extra forward if he came. Maybe he wouldn't draw into the lineup, but I, th- I think he sh- he should have been given a chance. I didn't really have an opinion on it back then, but as I'm looking at this roster and given his his draft stock and how he played at the U18s. 
and also the assistant coach of the men's national team said, I think it was back in January, that if Worski performs extremely well at the U18s, he will be given a chance. And I think all he did was play extremely well at the U18s. So he should have been given a chance, in my opinion. So it's it's a weird situation. I think they, they have their reasons. I think they can, under, or we can understand why he wasn't invited, but it's definitely a, a weird situation. Yeah, and, and we can't really claim fatigue because he hasn't been used by AIK in Hockey Elsenskan that much this year. <laughs> yeah, unless with Plague well, like U18. Yeah, so, uh, so but but it, he had an outstanding under 18 and, and we, he has had a tougher season with AIK. And, and let me, ex- if, if, if I should explain this a little bit, AIK was closer to the bottom than the top in Hockey Allsvenskan and with the relegation and promotion system that we have in Europe in, in many leagues, uh, the coach obviously will sideline the junior players because he will trust his, and I'm using the quotation marks, you can't see it on the pod, but uh, uh, he would trust his older established uh, players to perform under those circumstances he wasn't given the time on, on, on a power play unit. He wasn't given the time to shine. He's, he, he was further down the lineup, more often than not, on the third line. And, and being used in that respect, it didn't give him the time to shine in, 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 in uh, Hockey Allsvenskan. But when he was asked to lead a team among his peers for Slovakia, he, he did outstanding. Yeah, he was he was just as you said outstanding. We all expected Worski to be the leader, and not not just point wise. I think his play was also how a leader should appear and how he should play. I think Worski had the 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 right time to or the right timing to make the plays. He knew when it was needed to hold the puck maybe for a little bit to keep it to calm down on or. Or when it was needed to to speed up and to just, just shoot the puck more and and he did extremely well. He scored all the, the crucial goals. He was involved in all the crucial actions and he was a big part of, of the or he was a big reason why Slovakia managed to to fight for the medal, even though it wasn't successful in the end. Um, indeed, and, and we're coming back to this, even if Dvorsky is, is a sort of Swedish product and, and uh, Slavkovsky might have been a little bit of a Finnish product, but, but the Slovak uh, development program is really starting to bring up new players. Uh, you had a good under 18, you had a good uh, under 20, and now you had a good under 18 again. So So there is reasons to to believe that Slovakia is coming up. Um, Looking at the season, let's start with the season I mentioned a little bit, but when you watched uh, Dvorsky throughout the season for your your work at McKean's and and with Slovak interest, uh, what has stood out at at that time when he played against men? Well, I think he played differently than when I used to watch him because when he played with men, he played mostly on the wing. I think, and it was different because I've always seen Dvorsky as a, as a true center, even though I, I always liked his shot and those maybe those puck handling skills, which are most notable to wingers, not to centers. But I think Dvorsky has 
Espinosa muscle, definitely. <laughs> he learns how to play with men, even though he had a season with men throughout the COVID year, I think. He played uh, with Manska Bistrica in the block top Hiderik, and he became the, the youngest scorer of the league's history. So he was kind of used to play playing with men, but now he had to learn different different skills. I think the the Allsvenskan is a, is a high tactical league. Mm-hmm. I think there are not, not many goals, even though I, I watched some playoff games and they, they were like I don't know seven to six or maybe <laughs> I just just picked the right games. But I think Dorsky has established himself more as a two way player. I think I always uh, liked his his uh, well, let's say his hockey sense and. He used to be at the correct spot at the correct time, but now it was more evident. I think he was trying to fit in well with Van, even though it wasn't as uh, well. His offensive skills were not on display as they used to in in those lower categories, just in juniors or or the U18s. So yeah, there were some things that stood up to me, and then the U18s came, and he just started to to perform. Yeah, and and if we look back at at the under eighteen uh, playoffs in Sweden, uh, Dvorsky was a standout player. What was expected at that level, um, the the uh, quarterfinal, I think it was between uh, um, Frölunda and and uh, AIK, turned out to be more or less a, a shooting match between um, Otto Stenborg and and uh, Dvalibor Dvorsky. Uh, fantastic to see and 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 all that and Dvorsky came out on top and, and I think that's fair when you look at their different attributes and skill set but but as we said he's become or you said he's become more tactically astute he's become aware of, of what he needs to do he knows what what to work on to become a successful player down the line when when we look at him though at the under 18s you mentioned the leadership it's something that hadn't really been obvious not even at under 18 level in sweden uh, was that surprising to you it wasn't i think because when we look at Borski, he spent the last three seasons with uh, older players i think he played back in the u18s maybe like three or four years ago mm-hmm. so seeing him come back to his let's say peers to his peers level was a thing that, well, nobody really knew what he was going to do. We all expected him to be the leader since he got the experience from the men's leagues, the, the U-20s. He played various U-20s tournaments at the World Juniors and so on. So I think he was expected to, to perform, but nobody really knew what he was going to do, even if we all hoped he would do good. So... It was a bit surprising, I have to admit. I didn't expect such dominant performances from him. So it was a it was a pleasant surprise. I'm glad he met the expectations and even exceeded them. Yeah, and indeed he did. And 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 for for people that has watched or, or has only watched Dvorsky in the under 18s, how would you describe him as a player? Uh, and and Start by taking the good things, and then we'll talk about you know development angles later on. <laughs> yeah, I watched Borski for for a year, so and he's still becoming a not. I'm not saying a different player, but there are still let's see new skills or new 
new tendencies to his game. So I've noticed he he's put on the muscle. So I would describe him even as a future, maybe a power forward or forward who likes to finish his checks. And that was something new for me. So if we look at the trend, I think he will keep on building on this. So let's hope there's a future for him as a as a strong, not as mean, but finishing forward. He obviously has a great shot. He's been used as a as a shooter, as a power play threat at all levels. So I like his shot a lot. I think he has good hockey IQ and has the ability to, to read the plays and to to make the right place at the right time. I think his defense is okay. I think he can be a solid two-way player. I'm I'm a little higher on Dvorsky than most of the people because I think he's he's believed by many to have a low ceiling, mm-hmm. which I don't quite believe. I think he has a higher ceiling. I, I'm not sure if he can become a point-per-game forward in the NHL, but I think being a, a one or two center able to score, let's say, 30 goals because I really like his shot in the NHL is is not a prospect that should be passed on or to be to be regarded as someone with with a low ceiling and well he has good size obviously he's put on the muscle so he's not uh, he's not a he's not uh, someone who will be pushed around the board and well what about him I I like how he perform the U18s and how he's how he's let's say working his on his weaknesses so let's see what's what's thanks for him yeah and and I think as you mentioned uh he he I have never seen him has a low ceiling either I've, I've maybe seen him as a safe pick because he will play the NHL but that doesn't mean that he will have a low ceiling that means that he will have a very good ceiling in, in many ways and and um because not everyone is of everyone who's drafted will play the nhl but worski is is definitely on on that right path um looking at the the, the weaknesses you said uh hockey Allsvenskan or, or shl in general uh is very tactical games even if they turn out to be shootouts sometimes but <laughs> but how can you see him? Because some some mentions comparisons like um, Backlund or or uh, um, I've I've seen comparisons like um, uh, Philip Dano, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But but you know a comparison but those two are 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 really really strong defensive players do you see dvorsky developing that or does he already have it i don't think so and i also don't think that uh, either backlund or or denal are good comparisons for him i i've told about this for a lot i still want to see someone or see dvorsky in someone but I still haven't found the, the right player who I could compare it to. I've also seen Ryan O'Reilly being compared to Dvorsky, but I still don't think that's a great match because O'Reilly is also a defensive beast. He has great face-offs. And, well, I see the, the offensive part of Dvorsky's game, let's say, outweighing the, the def- defensive part. Mm-hmm. So I still see more of an offensive player in him, maybe someone who... Will score sixty points, hopefully. 
and well, Backlund and Denal are more like half a point per game players who are trained on the on the short on the PK. So I don't know. I would, I would love to, to come up with with a smart and precise comparison, but I've thought about this for a while, and still no player came to my mind. So hopefully, I'll be able to to come up with it. Once. Obviously, um, I'm. Everyone keeps harassing me about you know keeping players in Europe and and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I'll go on record here before you got to say anything. I think he should play in North America next year. <laughs> uh, being drafted out of the first round because let's face it, Worski will be drafted in the top fifteen at least. I, I would say top ten, uh, but. Uh, uh, makes it possible to to move him over to North America um, for for AHL play or 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 for junior play, uh, much like uh, Philip Mashar has played in the juniors this year. I would say Dvorsky is a better player in many regards, but also that you could put him in the AHL and develop him there. Do you agree with that, or do you have another assessment? Well, I think he could handle the HL. I mean, we've seen how how easy Kulik plays in the HL, and I don't think that was expected by anyone. He's just torching up the, the league, and I think Dvorsky is a is a well, let's say strong enough and maybe even even intelligent enough to to handle the HL even at eighteen years of age, which is quite unusual for for young prospects to play in the A. So, well. I think if he plays the AHL the next year, he'll be developed more as, as the two-way players we've spoken about. And I'm still not sure if it's the right path for him. Well, maybe even playing in, in juniors in the OHL would be beneficial in, in some some regards because I don't think he had a strong season with men. I don't think he scored that many points as was expected from him. Maybe it was because of the usage, playing on the wing and well, being in a in a highly tactical league, but he he had great numbers in the juniors league. I think he had like two points per game or so. So maybe even the OHL would be a bad step. Um, I'm not sure how how well he will be used with if he stays with the AIK. I think he has a contract for next year too, but the the NHL team will will have a board in it as well. So. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I would say that the NHL team would say you have to play on the first line, you will have to play all the power play units you can, and et cetera, et cetera. But I could also see an NHL team in this case, especially when looking at what happened when like Mackey and Osflund and all the other ones playing in hockey Alsanskan this year and didn't succeed uh, with mm-hmm. the pressure that it came from being on one of the top teams and being able, like, having to succeed. Uh, but but yeah, I, I can I can agree with you that putting him in the juniors in in North America and have his offensive game work its way into it and and showcase that and and have have him build confidence in that kind of game would be equally and maybe even more successful down the line rather than put him in the A and and nail him to the bench if, if things doesn't work out and more or less ha- ending up in the same situation as he has this year. Uh, where where he doesn't get those minutes that those heavy minutes that he might need in order to that that we saw him benefit from in the under 18s. 
Yeah, sure. I think there's a, a certain, well, let's say, he has never played on North American ice before if we don't count the World Juniors and those tournaments. So it's not always an easy step for young players, even though they have the talent. Because as Phil Meshar, who didn't have, a, let's say, an exceptional season, some of us had expected him to have. Mm-hmm. So maybe even the juniors wouldn't be a bad step. I still think Dvorsky is a is a well-rounded player who could hold his own in the AHL, but the the juniors could be a great step too, even if especially if he doesn't have a huge role in the Allsvenskan and he didn't have so so much pressure on him. So so yeah, putting him to, to North America could could be beneficial, definitely. You obviously work for McKean's Mate. It's it's, uh, it's how we met as well. Um, yeah. McKean's uh, rankings are coming out. Uh, I don't know if it's this week or next week, but they will be out soon anyway. Um, we've seen uh, Button just release his uh, new ranking, updated ranking under 18s. Um, he moved Axel Sandin Pelika up to number five. <laughs> I'm going to start with that. <laughs> and and uh, you look as shocked as I am in regards to that. Uh, but w- what's your take on that move? Is it just because it's a weak defensive draft that you move him up because you think uh, he thinks that players will need uh, or teams will need these, or is it just the fact that he had a very good under 18s again and and you go by a recency bias? Well, I, I think it's the latter because there's always a, a certain player that Craig Button really loves and puts him way too high, in my opinion. He had Edward Chale at, at two, I think, at the beginning of the mm-hmm. year. Then he had him at like like four above, let's say, much much better prospects. And now it's it's Sandin Pelika. I don't think it's a, that much uh, weak of a draft when it comes to defense because we obviously had David Reinbacher and... Well, Tom Villander is also a good defensive prospect, I think. Then we have, let's say, Sandin Pelika and many other guys. So I think a defenseman will be drafted inside the, let's say, top 10, maybe not top 5, because we have those five especially strong forwards, because this is a very, very good class when it comes to forwards. So I think it's definitely a bold move. Sandin Pelika has the upside. He might, well, become the, the best draft best defender of, of this class because he's a great offensive mm. offensive defenseman. He might score a lot of points in the NHL. He had a great tournament, but I think it's it's way too high to put him at five. He might be drafted inside the top ten, let's say, or at eleven or wherever, but I think top five is is generous. <laughs> All right. We will definitely have you back for for uh, how do you pronounce it? I would say Sale, but but Chale. Chale. Uh, yeah. You learn everything new, uh, something new every day. Um, anything more you want to highlight out of the uh, out of the uh, prospects that you think about? And um, I will ask you also before you hi- let's highlight something first, and then we'll talk about my last question. Well, I want to highlight Worski skating because that's a topic I didn't really <laughs> really dip into because he was always uh, let's say he didn't have a. And he still doesn't have a great first step. I think that's a, a thing that he was always criticized for. So that's something we should we should keep in mind. But I think he's a great skater when it comes to his flow and 
the stride. I think he's he's very good at that. And well, you can ask me about any other prospect. You want. <laughs> no, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to put you on the spot here. And, and remember, <laughs> this is a Montreal podcast. Who will go at number five? We'll go at number five. Well, it might be Dvorsky, actually. I'm hoping it will not be him because of the pressure and, and everything. But, well, it depends. It's, well, you, you, it depends you could so definitely much on have a, a Slovak line on the line, right? You could have, yeah, you know, I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a line of Slavkovsky, Dvorsky and Mashar could be, could be a nice thing and, and great for Slovakia and everything, but... Well, I think Michko will fall, so it won't be Michko. I think Carlson Smith, Pensley, and Weather will be gone. So, who might who it might be? I know a forward definitely. Maybe a guy like like Leonard or Benson, or or maybe even Reinbacker. I can't really come up with one name. <laughs> uh, if I if I had to, I would say Dvorsky, but uh, that's not something I want. For him so <laughs> <laughs> well and, and this is a little bit of that mess that might happen at five because you have those big four and you don't have maybe we don't have enough of, of information when it comes to Matvey Mitchkov because yeah and and I think you agree with me here because I think we spoke about it late uh, summer uh, that you know, Matvey Mitchkov might fall because of, of, of the whole Russia and, 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 and Ska situation. But on the other hand, he is one of the players that could really be a superstar in the NHL down the line. Yeah, exactly. I don't think Mitchkov will fall past eight because we know the Capitals pick at eight and they have a strong Russian connection. So I think they will definitely take him if he's on the board. But, well, if... If he's taken inside the top four, then Montreal will will have an easy choice because it will be either Hello Carlson or Will Smith, which are which are amazing prospects. But I'm not sure. I think he will fall because of the whole uncertainty and the, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and no one else will know how it will be like and how long will he will have to stay in Russia for. Even though he might become a superstar, he has the ability and the potential. So, yeah, it will be interesting to to fall. At least he plays for an army team, so he might get out <laughs> of the army in that regard. Uh, it is what happened during uh, during the Soviet era uh, with with players like uh, Larionov and Fetisov and mm-hmm. Makarov, etc. Um, you've been listening to Mate Derai, Mato Derai at Twitter. Please follow him. Please follow McKean's Hockey. We really appreciate you taking the time, Mate. Thanks a lot. I'm always happy to to join you, so anytime, and, and thanks for having me.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.